I hate it already, and it's only been a few hours. I'm so tired. We get up at five. At first, I thought they'd handed me the wrong dossier. I couldn't believe they wanted this man dead. Third generation West Point, top of his class, Korea, airborne, about a thousand decorations, etc., etc. I loved you in Wall Street! This is a new one for us for many reasons. First off, it's me and Travis Roy here for the Cinema 9 podcast. Right, Travis? Hi. Hello. It's just me and Mike. But no one's watching us, but you can hear us. So the news <laughs> is first that we stopped doing our live show. This is the first show ever. Well, at least the first show in a long time because we didn't always do it live. Like our first eight episodes or something, or maybe 30. But then after that, it was the, the next 120 or so were... All live. We did it live. Yeah. All we did live. It live. So the live is done. Nobody really cared to show up live anyways, and that's fine. And, well, we were know, inconsistent with our times too, let's be honest. We can't really schedule something. Can't plan well, for something. For a long time we were we were locked in for a long time. That's we true. Were. We had like We've three. gone sideways for sure now. <laughs> but and oh, the yeah. other so the other thing is, yeah, it's just me and Travis. There is no Mr. Branchum. Where's Eric Branchum, Travis? Well, he still exists, but he's oh, he does. he's on he's oh, on okay. sabbatical. Oh. He's, uh, yeah. <laughs> hiatus. Yes. He's on hiatus. He is on hiatus. He will return, folks. Don't worry. Or maybe he won't. Who knows? I mean, we don't want him not to return. We very much want him to come back, but he's a busy guy. So. Yeah, he's got a lot going on. So for now, we toast and we will uh, just do the show, the two of us. But we're going to have a guest on and we'll probably do a listener's choice between. Eric may come back in like a month or so. So just stay tuned for that. He's not in crisis. He's going to be okay. He's carrying forth in his life. Don't panic. And, and for the he he said he was coming back. For the record, but you said yes. May. I mean, like his his plan is to return. As far that's as true. I, I, we we're just talking about the show. Like technically, it's possible he might not come back. But <laughs> but, but he yeah. said he was coming back. So let's not. We're, now we're just like telling our audience, like, hey, this co-host isn't coming back. Maybe, but really, <laughs> as far I mean, like we assume he is. For the record, Eric is supposed to come back after his school year is over. So he's a busy boy. Exams, final exams are tough. So. We love you, Eric. We love you, Mr. Bansom. E. Albert Bansom. So, me. me and Travis are going to do Hot Shots Bar today. Uh, we did get an email, Travis. This is from someone named David Horning. 
Um, oh, a, a David Horning. Yeah. I believe he likes podcasts now that he was on one. Apparently. He was on my, since, was on my other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Apparently yeah. since he did your music pod, the show that you guys should check out if you've not heard of it yet, there's probably a lot of crossover for some of you listening to this. But for those of you that just listen for movies here, tell them about the show, Travis. Come on. Tell them about T- Dave Horning's appearance. It's called 9394, a music podcast with Travis Roy. And Dave Horning was on recently. We talked about the 1993 Tool album, Undertow. And people are really interested in that one. Got a lot of downloads. People like Dave and people like Tool. So what do you have to say to uh, us? I, I, I hear that okay. you don't... Uh... You don't love Tool fans, though. So. I, I, I mean, like, I, there's a lot. I, I don't dislike <laughs> Tool fans. I've just had a lot of Tool fans get in my face, mostly friends who I love. Like, I say Tool fans, like, Dave Horning. I'm kind of talking about you a little bit, um, but he had a lot to say about Tool fans himself. But yeah, yeah, it's a I good episode. Check fans. it out. I love uh, Dave, so. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, Dave's all right. I don't, I don't hate Dave. I can say I that Dave. clearly. He states it for the record. He doesn't hate stop. you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> well, so Dave wrote hate us. Hate. You guys can all, hey, Dave, we love you. Dave wrote us. You guys can all write us. Cinema9pod at gmail.com. Gentlemen, if you return to the format of having banter about upcoming projects. <laughs> yeah, we also cut that out. This is the first email we've gotten about that. As well as stuff you have seen recently. I would love to hear uh, Brandstrom's ranting about all of the latest Star Wars product, as well as all of the recent SWC upcoming project announcements. SWC? Star Wars content? Is that what that means? Single white content? Crab? I don't know. Uh, well, there's there's no branch from here right now, so obviously we can't give you what you want. But when he comes back, maybe he'll rant about Star Wars. Uh, duh, oh, says Dave El Deverino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave. Cinnamon iPod. You can email us there. So, uh, today's movie, which is uh, many weeks, thanks to my uh, continued... Uh, failure to show up on time for shows or to show up at all for shows. I've made a lot of mistakes in life, and this is another one. But uh, fortunately, the, these guys are very... Made. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's very possible that me not showing up to the last episode, which was supposed to be this show, may have resulted in Eric saying, you know what, I need a break. You know, I show up, this guy's not here. What the fuck's going on? Uh, we don't know anything about that, but it's very possible that could be the case. Either way, I will say... I got good friends here who are way too understanding, so thanks to you guys for being really understanding and unnecessarily understanding. But <laughs> we're here now, and uh, I'm trying to make my life more organized and better, and I've had personal challenges that everybody has personal challenges, so there's no excuses in the end. You know, Every, you got to get your fucking ass together and get out there and find that fucking dog. So if you don't do that, you're a failure in America, and that's just how it is. Okay? What dog? <laughs> By the way, uh, we're getting into Hot Shots Part 2. Travis was on Is It Safe, one of, another show that I do with Luke, yeah. who's been on this show many times, fellow Luke Horobeck. He's a good guy. Check out that episode. Travis really 
brought a perspective to Luke's rants that I thought was quite refreshing. And it was a great balance between Travis and Luke on that episode of Is It Safe, which is our most recent episode. So check it out if you've never listened to it. Is it safe with a question mark? I think you have to type in the question mark, by the way. So yeah, we got a lot of podcasts going on. But Hot yeah. Shots Pardue is a movie from 1993. It's our officially, I think, our first parody movie. I wanted to double check on that, but I'm I pretty think sure it might be. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. You know. So I've thought it'd be fun. It's, I mean, <laughs> Travis, I mean, uh, this is a total bozo of a movie. So how did you approach this? <laughs> well, I mean, as per usual, I got my notebook here and my notes. Oh, no. Which, you know, that this is not a movie that requires much of that. So I have less than a page of notes, which is a record for me out of 140. What is this? Our 156th episode, I think. Yes. Uh, this is, this is a this is by far the shortest amounts of notes I've ever taken, but I pretty much just made note to myself of things I thought were really funny or things I thought were really dumb. And also <laughs> just to help me remember the plot. Cause I watched this fucking movie almost two weeks ago. So it's been a while. <laughs> been a while. I'm, I'm glad I took notes cause it was able to you know, a little refresher course there. No, that really was important. So this movie came out in 93 and it's a really a movie of its time. <laughs> like yeah. there's a, all right, okay, before we get into that, so did you you remember the first time you ever saw this movie, man? Because I I was thinking about it and I think I nailed it, which is very unusual for me, but do you recall the first time you saw Hot Shots Part D? I'm ninety percent sure I saw it in theaters, but like I would have been twelve or thirteen. It's far, far back in the Coliseum of my mind. So Yes, when you were uh, the museum angry. of my mind. An angry um, young boy who misunderstood life. Yes. Well, I was, you know, there's hormones at that age. It's not a hormone. Oh, I listened to your episode. I mean, you know, you, you realize the things you realize when you're older. You're like, wow, I didn't have it so bad, you know? So just, uh, it's 12, 13, 14 is a rough age. It's when you're, you know, you're kind of coming to life a little bit and seeing things and, and, and getting a mind of your, like some ideas of your own and struggling maybe with, you know, how you, interpret the world and other people's actions and maybe your own mental health and that kind of stuff. It's a rough time. Absolutely. And, hey, I get and, it. And we're talking about that in case for those, the, you know, cause the other podcasts I do, I'm kind of obsessing over those years of my life since I'm looking at 93, 94 as years of music release. Yeah. That's basically when me and Travis met was back then. Technically 92 Dan Riney's class. Yes. You yes. want to get technical. We were 11. Um, and, you know, one of those days I stayed home sick. I got the flu or pneumonia or something. And somehow, yeah, these these were the days. The reason I remember mm -hmm. the first time I saw this movie is because somehow we had free access to the pay-per-view channel. Not the porno channel, just like the pay-per-view movie channel where people could, you could buy movies instead of HBO or Cinemax or Showtime. It was just, you know, we got cable like the year that year, really. Cable didn't mm -hmm. show up in the town we lived in in Heartland until like until 91, late, yeah, 91, 92. It really did because yeah. it was out in the, you know, the sticks. And when I moved to Heartland, there was this broken down, no longer in service uh, go-kart track. Do you remember that thing? I remember when it was in service. I remember going there. Oh, okay. Kid. See, yeah. when I moved there, it was already done. <laughs> and that was a batting cage and uh, like a go-kart. Yeah, it's like one of those family fun track. parks. Yeah, and by which we mean a bunch of tires like arranged in a <laughs> like in a you know what I mean? <laughs> Just a bunch of yeah. fucking tires arranged in a lane. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah, but I, <laughs> so I, I was sick one day and I stayed home from school and we had the pay per view access and I remember two movies 
One of them was uh, Sliver, starring Sharon Stone. Her follow-up oh, wow. to, yeah, yeah. I watched that movie a few times, and uh, but okay. I wasn't quite, I wasn't ready to masturbate yet. It was a weird transitional time for me, so I didn't. Tell us more, you know. <laughs> I so yeah, that's what happened. So it must have been, yeah. That did happen. Anyways, I watched Sliver and I watched Hot Shots Pardue. And that was just somehow we had access to those movies over and over again. So I watched Hot Shots Pardue like three times in two days because we had it through the pay-per-view channel. Very strange. And yeah, we had, it we was had the funny. pay-per-view for channel uh, for free at my dad's. And it wasn't strange. Obviously, our parents rigged that through some cable guy, you know, slipped him a 50 <laughs> or something. And also, Mike, I really wish that you wouldn't hold back on the personal details of your life. Just be free. Let it all out. It's it's time no to judging. say what the truth <laughs> is about my existence. I got to be honest for once. But yeah, Put it out there. that was the first time I saw this movie. So I saw part two before I saw part one because I did not see part one till after. Oh, really? I actually yeah. remember the I, I saw the first one probably on video or something, but I think that's why I saw the second one in theaters. As yeah, I, I wasn't familiar with the whole genre really? you, didn't, you didn't seem like airplane and shit no i'm kidding yeah oh, thank i God. was trying to be funny about hot shots yeah. as a genre um no. so no, what about the score on this one wait Basil what the fuck is this? what yeah, is this Basil- Tra- what? what what is this transformers rise of the beast what the fuck is this what are you talking about basil polydorus do you know what this is i don't know what you're talking about dude transformers rise of the beast you haven't heard of this I mean, I think it's a movie, right? A new Transformers movie. What? I guess. Uh, it's the, it's the, yeah, it's like the beasts. I don't know. I, I don't, I is it Michael Bay again? Is it? I have is no it... idea. I've completely <sighs> stopped paying attention. Well, of course. So have I. So that says a lot that both of us have no clue what this is. Wow. Okay. I don't give a fuck, man. I don't give a fuck. I don't Where care you either. Where you're like, you know, like, I can't see what you're seeing, right? So like, well, we're talking, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about Basil Polidorus and you're just throwing random shit at me. Where did, where did this come up from? I was just going to the IMDb page because we're going to do the score. So that's all. And then oh, I was it, hit it came up and it just immediately with this trailer for oh, Transformers. Oh, it's probably I Basil. Basil Paladoris, right? Like Basil. Basil and, Exposition. Uh, Basil Exposition. Exactly. <laughs> it's the only reason this American motherfucker knows how to pronounce that name. <laughs> uh, all right. So Hot Shots Part 2. Travis, what's the score on this? 4.7. <laughs> Oh, come on. All right. I'll say a 6.3. Oh, 6.6. 6.6. All right. Hot Shots Part Two gets a 6.3. That's fun. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. This movie was reviewed by people, believe it or not. And people actually, like you, Travis, went in with the pen and pad in 1993. And they said, you know what? I'm going to take notes on this movie, <laughs> which is bizarre. Bizarre. It's bizarre to think about Roger Ebert doing that. 58%. That's a splat from the critics. But splat. the audience gives it a 63. That's technically a full bartered tub of popcorn. So that's nice, audience. Thank you so much, audience. Appreciate that. Yeah, this was not uh, for the critics, right? This isn't for... Hell no. But you think the critics have a sense of humor? That's, like, I know they take themselves seriously, but... Well, uh, I mean, I just myself two weeks ago sat down and tried to critique this movie uh it wasn't easy i think that if you uh, uh, intentionally approach a, mu- a movie in this genre critically you're gonna have a hard time in a way right because you're just like well on a scale of one to ten how hard did that make me laugh you know what i mean like it just, it just doesn't i don't know i don't know it's 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 there's a reason why they're this this genre 
isn't the main genre, right? Mm. Yeah. Well, that's fair. Jonathan Rosenbaum, a Chicago reader, in 2008, he said, this is a long way from the inspirations of Airplane. Ooh. I mean, so it is, so we're missing the Zuckers here. We're missing the Zucker brothers. We got Pat Proft and we got David Abrams. Abrahams? Abrams? Abrahams, Jim? right? Jim Abrams? Jim, Jim Abraham? Yeah, Jim Abrahams, right? Not a- Or is it Abrams? That's a great question. I don't know. I don't know how the pronunciation goes. It looks like Abrahams from the spelling. Yeah, but I've always said Abrams, and I'm wondering if I just got that somewhere. I just read dumbly. Anyways, it's these two guys, right? Pat Proft, which he did great on his own with uh, Wrongfully Accused, right? Like he's got yeah. a good track record. And this and Jim Abraham, he was the one that did the first one, Hot Shots Part Uno. <laughs> I don't know how to say one in French. Shots, yeah. Where? What's what's one in French? Uh, Uno. Okay, that's not that cannot be accurate. But keep no? going. Uno, dos, tres. The, the, I'm the doing Spanish. Language. I'm mm-hmm. doing Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Un. How about un? No, because that could That's be uh or and. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm I never took French. I, I didn't either. I know. I know two. Do. The. I know so yeah, hot shots. From <laughs> yeah. Pat Proft. Yep. So they came back for more. Yeah, we got but the there is no Zucker. Exact team. No Zucker. No they Zucker. Weren't, they weren't involved with the first one. So. Yeah, you you miss Zucker. You're missing a lot. I mean, airplane, Naked Gun, Police Squad. Jerry Zucker. There's no doubt about that. I think so. uh, other commentary from, uh, hmm, let's see. How about Janet Maslin of the New York Times in 2003 said, Is nothing sacred to the makers of Hot Shots Part Do? Nope. <laughs> Not a thing. And that's a, uh, that's a pro rating. That is for the movie. They love that there's nothing sacred about it. Okay. <laughs> How about this? Roger Ebert. Ebs. Uh, long ago. I bet he didn't like it. One of the pleasures of watching a spoof like this is to spot the references. It's like Ooh. a quiz on pop art. He liked it. He gave it a red like tomato. It. All right. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it, I imagine for 1993, it was incredibly topical. <laughs> <laughs> it still is for 1993. 1993. Yeah, if you're living in a time capsule, then. <laughs> oh, okay. So there. Did you say this is a pro uh, patriotic in terms of like rah rah USA movie? <laughs> in as much that there was a lot of stuff for that time that wasn't exactly. I mean, I mean, there was a shit ton of rah rah USA, fucking Lee Greenwood shit. Don't get me wrong, but. There was also a ton of shit that was just exactly what this is, which is hating on Saddam Hussein, just just bashing, making a mockery of Saddam Hussein, which was like the more gleeful side of uh, of patriotism, I guess. I don't know. Yep. <laughs> You're right. It's endless. To me, this movie is so rah-rah, gung-ho, U.S. Endlessly, yes, to make fun of Saddam Hussein. Just, you know, Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen really movie that look, this is pre cgi those are real muscles and he yeah. went out of his way to get ripped like rambo it's obviously <laughs> rambo he looks like is, rambo yeah yeah and also oh the guy from uh the guy from the fugitive the one-armed man is in this <laughs> i noticed that i had to mention that because I, I wrote that down like oh hey a, 
What about our boy Miguel Ferrer? Yes. War. It's fantastic. That is so funny. I love that line. For those who don't remember, that was from the NBA commercials in the 90s. The NBA. It's fantastic. That was, I used to say that all the time. Me and Al did that a lot. It's a funny joke. Miguel Ferrer. So he's one of the reasons that makes this movie. You're like, what the hell? You got Miguel Ferrer in this movie? It's a legitimate actor. I mean, you're going to think yeah. about Bob Morton a lot, but still, he's a sure. great actor. You get that again, another Robocop like connection here. But um, <laughs> I, that's my favorite part of the whole movie was Miguel Ferrer saying war. It's fantastic with that big goofy grin on his face. That's the best part yeah. of the whole damn movie. <laughs> oh, hey, rainy face. You didn't like when he was blowing his schnoz. You know? um, yeah. uh, he was crying. No. War. You didn't like that? That was a pretty, uh, I would say, modern critique on the pain of war. He couldn't take it anymore. Would, would you say that? I would. Well, I don't know if I would say it all the way, but it could be said. It could be said. You just said it. Yeah, I did say it. But, um, yeah. So right. to me, there's a lot of like borderline. Hey, he was made like, I don't know, a couple years ago. Like I can see this movie going really right wing in a way real quick. Uh, for some reason, like I wouldn't like it at all. Because it's so like, yeah, America. But there's enough jokes in this one when it doesn't go too far for me. Like the kill count. That is so funny to me. That's a hilarious joke. Is it true? Is I it don't really, know. It, does it really I have know. the highest body count, at least as of 1993 in any film? I did. I did wonder if they actually did the numbers on that or not. I, I could not confirm or deny that. Yeah, we could have <laughs> like done a courtesy Google here, but I forgot to. Sorry, just occurred to me. But yeah, uh, this. <laughs> so this is a spoof of Rambo, uh, Basic Instinct. There's some deer hunter in here. The kickboxer moment got the yes! biggest laugh out of me. Oh, uh, that scene, that whole setting is so funny. Come on, that's funny. Oh, yeah. It was funny. Sprinkles. Yeah, that's funny. I laughed. <laughs> I laughed at that. It's the first time I laughed in the movie, but I did laugh. <laughs> you didn't. Oh, you didn't enjoy the whole. Uh, I got to tell you, the monk, the whole monk setting and making fun of monks because they don't have sex or whatever is, uh, I didn't find that to be funny at all. I was like, you okay. didn't find it funny because it wasn't funny. Well, I do appreciate that they tried to put, you know, the general in the foreground while the woman who's basically playing the Sharon Stone ripoff in the background auditions various monks, but I didn't laugh. Yeah. Uh, I did like the line, uh, something about like their celibate, like their fathers before them. That was funny. <laughs> uh, Richard Crenna. I, I was, was amused name, by that. So. Richard Crenna. Yeah, you know, we got him. A uh, classic of the of the genre, or a uh, like a regular of the genre, I'd say. Right. Yeah, absolutely. When he tries to sneak out, he has to sneak out of his jail cell to get the keys. I love these jokes. I could sit here for these ridiculously over the top jokes all day long. But I will say, the funniest part of the <laughs> the fight scene, the kickboxer tribute, the blood sport tribute if you will is uh the guy spitting out two giant walnuts out of his mouth i just think that is so funny i love that type of humor not only do they spit the giant yeah. walnuts his own balls out of his mouth which could not happen but right. they also have great sound effects with the clacks on those oh it's so funny i love solid foley in a comedy <laughs> <laughs> killer foley in hot shots part uh, top foley and then uh you know you got one of the legends. The, one of the most 1993 things about this was seeing <sighs> Lloyd Bridges playing the president. Uh, there's a fart joke, of course. Lloyd Bridges farting underwater, which uh, 
big like a big fart joke. It was like a yeah. running. It was like like a, saved them. Yeah, it was that, a big part. It was a plot point. <laughs> it was a plot. Yeah, it was a crucial plot point. Well, but the something that everybody forgets, but until you see this movie, it I remembered it instantly. Where he plays basically George Bush, who the night he puked in the Prime Minister of Japan's lap, supposedly yes. or something like that. So. Yeah, something like that. I don't know if he, I don't know if he actually puked on this. Uh, I mean, it was or he had the, like was, indigestion. Yeah. Well, I think he threw up at the dinner table uh, when, if, if I recall correctly. But I don't think he threw up like on anyone. But I could be wrong. It was, it was, it was a much bigger deal at the time. That that you know, it was a simpler time. Tan suits hadn't come around yet. We had to manufacture other things to get upset about. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you notice in the movie too? Though they talked about putting partisan politics aside. They say that in the movie because the other guy, our buddy from Gross Point Blank, who plays the father of, uh, what's her face? Who I, I always love that guy whenever was I see. It, was it the, I love a good roast guy from yeah, Liar, yeah, Liar. Yeah, yeah, that guy yeah, too. Yeah. He's the liar, liar guy. He's the dad in Gross Point Blank, and he's also the scumbag general in the original Lethal Weapon, along with Joshua. So yeah, he he was he definitely played like the military brass comedy guy like in comedies a lot you know what i mean dead bands yeah very specific niche <laughs> career <laughs> so yeah that guy I, I should say his name i feel yeah, bad uh, that guy that he deserves also uh so yeah so that reminded me of the george bush puking incident whatever happened there that night uh rowan atkinson is in this movie not being mr bean at all no no and uh the whole getting carried around thing was that was funny that was pretty funny. It was all right. Uh, Valeria Golina, is that how you say her name? From uh, oh yeah, Rain Man fame. She's in here. She was in the first one. She comes back. Beautiful woman. Very talented. I just like seeing her on screen. I'll, if she's in a movie and someone said, hey, Valeria Galino's on this movie. I'm like, what? And then someone her, says, oh, Ramada. I'm like, oh, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I loved her in season two of uh, The Morning Show. Oh, that was yeah with uh, Steve Carell. That's yeah. right. Good call. Yeah. I saw that. Yes, I, I that blew my mind when I watched that show last year. I was like, oh shit, there she hadn't is, Ramona. For, yeah, I haven't seen her forever. Like, oh shit, there she is. All right, she's good. She's good she was good. She's yeah. she still got it. I would say. All right, and Ryan Styles also popping in here, right? Um, yes, he's he's plays a very convincing army man. <laughs> An explosives expert, by the way, not just an <laughs> who, army man who faints at the sight of snakes. That's, that's how tough he is. Okay, I gotta say this because to me, the movie is just made by the fact that they were able to get Martin Sheen to reenact his <laughs> most famous role basically yeah. with his son and say, I loved you in Wall Street as they cross paths. And then that's it. You just, that's it. They don't that's make a it. big deal of it. That to me is just, that is the essence of why this movie was awesome to me because they do things like that where maybe in today's world, they might've made a bigger deal out of it and try to drag it out even farther. Nope. Get in, get out. That's it. And that brevity, Dave Horning, by the way, brevity is uh, useful at times. That brevity in that scene to me is just so good. It's so funny. I wish I could laugh my ass off right now, but I can't. But I would if somebody <laughs> played that scene. Yeah, I, I take back what I said about the Miguel Ferrer scene. That's my second favorite scene because I'll have to, I got to give up to the Love You in Wall Street moment. It's pretty great. <laughs> it really does highlight, make me laugh. Highlight of the film. For sure. All right, well, okay, so uh, why don't you tell me some things that maybe you don't love about this movie? 
Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's hard. Like, <laughs> I mean, like you try. I'm gonna try and talk about comedy now. Like, well, trying to talk about comedy when something's funny. Trying to talk about what's not funny. It's so fucking subjective. I mean, like, I thought it was kind of funny that Saddam lit his cigar off an oil, like a flaming oil derrick thing. But then almost everything else that the Saddam character did throughout the rest of the movie, I'm just like, this is fucking tedious. Like, uh, I get it. Like, let's just, it's like, this is like this weird sadistic, like let's, how many positions can we watch Saddam Hussein get in where he's embarrassed and like, like, like hurt, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, okay. All right, Terminator so 2 like, is in this too. I forgot about Terminator 2. The, the whole film is in this movie. Well, it's, no, it's another movie that this is spoofed about because oh, oh, when he um, turns into the dog man T one thousand thing. So. Uh, yeah. Did you did wonder you, that by the way? Did you laugh at that? Was that funny? No, 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 no. It wasn't funny at all. I did wonder. Did they actually take like how did that work? Because it looked pretty real in terms of or almost like a copycat of T two. So did they take actual film scenes from T two to like show the pooling no. together? No. Because it still looked pretty good. No, no, it didn't look that great. It was just a bunch of mercury getting t- tilted back and forth on a plate or something. It was literally just mercury. I mean, you could like right. there's well, some, there some sort of there's some sort of CGI like that when he like first falls apart and they show him like kind of melting. There's some sort of CGI happening there, and then there's oh, I'm not talking about that. Then there's literally a bunch of mercury on the ground, liquid mercury. Merc- I'm liquid talking about mercury. the liquid mercury that uh, that melts and then pools together. It looks amazing. I was like, okay, that looked like the T2 movie I could remember. No, really I mean, did. This, this would have had a budget. Hot Shots One was a big film. It was a big success. Um, that's that that could have been where a lot of the money was sunken into for this one, possibly. I mean, that um, keeping Lloyd Bridges and pistachios or whatever keeps that man happy. I don't know. <laughs> so you, but you didn't wonder that, like, oh wow, is that the real two t two scenes, or did they do it again no, themselves? You didn't wonder no, that. Okay, no, it looked like oh, mer- liquid mercury to me. I wasn't impressed. Um, the yeah, the refrigerator was pretty funny though. That's the thing about this movie that I love. There's lots of details if you're paying attention. Where they just made these stupid jokes in the like the fridge. It was like halal. It was something dumb. It was something stupid about like oh, ketchup. That was, yeah, <laughs> that was not funny to me. All the shit like trying to find like ways to like have like these Middle Eastern twists on American things. That's what you're t- it was like all halal, and it was like okay, yeah. finding as many ways as possible as they could like shove a semi Arabic word into it. I don't know. It just didn't didn't do it for me. It didn't do it for you, but it. <sighs> I didn't say yeah. it's key to me. Okay, well, um, the Omar Sharif reference uh, at one point. Did you catch uh, that? I did. Uh, that's funny. Got, Omar Sharif. That. This guy, in the middle of the battle, guy just yells out Omar Sharif. That's funny. Yeah, uh, Midal, Tylenol, come with me. <laughs> okay. okay. Um, I'm, I'm like, like there's, there's more. There's more things I found funny, honestly. Um, when no, he, uh, <laughs> he's like, my arm's asleep. That was funny. <laughs> he's like, yeah. in head. She's like, what's wrong? And he's like, my arm's asleep. I laughed. Great expectations. <sighs> laughed. I laughed at that. Not all I hope for. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's a good joke. I, good I used to throw joke. that out just once in a while if I was sitting around. Yeah, it works. That was funny. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, well, that's all shots for do, folks. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't know how in depth we can realistically. I mean, like, okay, yeah, so I know it's got things to say about Saddam Hussein. It's got things to say about, I guess, politics, sort of. 
but not much. It's 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 really it's very middle of the road. And I mean, like I don't I didn't find it. I mean, like it's rah rah America, but again, like mostly more because it's pro military and anti. Well, it's just so of that time though, like that Gulf, the oh, Gulf yeah. War time, which is so overblown now. So it seems to me even more absurd. Well, I mean, yeah, the, the whole country was obsessed with that kind of shit. You know, it was all Bart giving the middle finger on like an unlicensed T-shirt to, to, to <laughs> Saddam Hussein, that kind of shit. Whitney Houston's <laughs> national anthem is like the greatest selling thing ever for an end. Yeah, it was just yeah. it was over the top. You're right. Yeah, it was a rah-rah time. And so this movie fit right in there and it made sense, I guess, to to have it be topical. I mean, because it, like it's satire of its time. But you you watch it now and it's it feels I mean, I don't know how much it would have felt like beating a dead horse when I was 12, but I had a different sense of humor when I was 12 too. That's fair. And by the way, just for the record on that Martin Sheen, Charlie Sheen scene, both of them are actually repeating actual lines. One from apocalypse now and Charlie mm-hmm. Sheen is doing lines from platoon. I didn't know that. So, <laughs> Oh, that's funny. I'm not familiar enough with, I mean, I've seen it, but not I, neither was I. I, I, yeah, I read that uh, after the fact. So. It's funny, which, I noticed that Platoon is not skewered anywhere in this movie. That, you know, not that I already noticed anyways. I noticed that I didn't No, notice. not like it was in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> no, but he's not in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> uh, the wagon wheel on a sports car. I laughed. I think that was with the monks. That was with the monks, I think. I think. I don't know. <laughs> um, Yeah, the basic instinct uh, lover scene, you know. Where well, she fixes the bed instead of stabbing him. That's that fun. Was, I mean, like, there, was a, there was a second basic reference in the film um, for anything parodied in night. You know, any any parody from like I don't know when when did Basic Instinct come out? 90, 91? 92. 92. So came out right before point, this did. So it was right in top uh, top oh, of yeah. mind. Of yeah. When there was a solid ten years of like every parody of anything having some scene where a woman's like uncrossing her legs in front of a guy. So yeah, this was not the this may have been the first, but it certainly was not the last. Well, the only other connection was that Ramada and the other lady, I can't remember her name, <laughs> yeah, Ramada, uh, <laughs> that they're both blonde and brunette, like the two women are in Basic Instinct, that there's a rivalry. And yeah, so I they're, I mean, they're using of more blonde, of that plot. There's a lot of blonde and brunette women in the world. Yeah, but they're, they're they. Is if you listen to what they talk about when they get to the end of the chopper scene oh. and how they yeah, they used to go to school together, she they do that long joke that isn't funny where you know they talk about the experimenting in college and which kind of like I thought Krenna was funny in that scene. I thought Krenna was he was funny. yeah. It, I mean, the the scene, premise yeah. itself wasn't funny, but his his visible efforts were funny. Yes, yes, Krenna Krenna was funny. He's he's gone right. He's passed. I think. Uh, yeah, I think he said bye bye. Yeah, if not, he's gonna be. He'd be so old that he's retired. But he was definitely a funny guy. He was a funny dude and underrated mm-hmm. guy. And also, the name of the guy who plays uh, our guy, just for the record, is Mitchell Ryan, oh. who plays. He the, played uh, like the lead, um, like not Saddam, but like the wasn't that, wasn't that him that yelled Omar Sharif? Wasn't that him? No, I'm saying the guy who played the uh, political rival to President Benson, the guy who was in Gross Point Blank, and was oh, in oh, oh, his name oh. was Mitchell Ryan. I'm just getting his name on the record because I couldn't love remember earlier. Oh, I thought you I were love a good roast. Up. I thought you're looking up. Uh, you're a real card, Reed. I thought you're looking up the guy with the, the, who played the one-armed man from The Fugitive. Oh, that guy. 
Yeah, what is I, that guy's name? What is what's his I, name I have in no the, idea, the Fugitive? I have no idea, but I'm wondering. I thought maybe he played the like the the leader of that one contingent of soldiers that they had that big battle. Yeah, like what, what would his character's name be? I, I feel like it's gonna be yeah, borderline like. Ra- <laughs> That's exactly what I was gonna say. Either like ethnocentric or racist because they're gonna. Yeah, it's gonna be like Iraqi door guard, which isn't racist, I guess, if that's what no, it ends up being. That's, but that's not racist. Um, well, that, I guess that kind of gets it like the you know all the, all the names changed in the refrigerator stuff. It's like okay, this is like borderline. This is kind of cringy. But yeah, again, falafel helper, falafel helper's funny. That, that's that's a good racist. one. That's not racist. Falafel no, helper, not, not racist. You're right. Helper's silly. Harmless. <laughs> it's harmless fun. Maybe I'm overthinking. It's not fun. It, that is fun. Phil- I, I like oh, it Phil- is fun. Okay. Yeah. It is fun. Okay. God so who's his, his name in the fugitive? Yeah. I, what is um, he? Richard. God, how can we not? Right? Oh, he's wait, the no, one. He's was... the guy. Uh, I, the, the... This guy's dirty. Find that man. Cosmo, oh. this guy's dirty. Dude, I don't know. I don't know. You're going to cut I can't believe out. I can't remember his name in, in the movie. That's it's right now. People are screaming at us who are listening to this. Like, you idiots. How could Eric. you not remember that guy? Yeah. Eric in particular. Especially if it's. Because I feel like Eric might not do the show. Sykes! Frederick Sykes! Frederick Sykes, that's what it is. I thought Sykes was the doctor. No, that was Lentz. Oh, you're right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Correct. It came to you. You switched the samples. I got it. Okay. Isn't it so much more gratifying to have it come to you than look it up? Hell yeah, it is. I'm anti-look up. I absolutely believe, let's use the power of our minds to try to remember things. Until it doesn't come to me, then eventually I'll fold and look it up. But yeah, I try. And, well, sure, there's got to be a own. deadline at a certain point. Yeah, uh, you didn't laugh at the lady in the tramp scene. Was that funny? Because I didn't think it was funny. So. No, I didn't. I didn't laugh at that. It wasn't funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. What else can we say about this movie? I think we've. I mean, it's stupid. I, I mean, like, I, th- I think that there's a reason why we haven't picked a lot of parodies on the show. It's not exactly a genre that lends itself to much scrutiny. I mean, are we, are we just sit down and talk about the things we thought were funny, the things we didn't think were funny? That's kind of it. <laughs> yeah, we talked it's about the uh, the American propaganda yeah. aspect of this one, which was yeah. just not the same now. Again, it's a movie of its period in time. Much more. I think it shows off that a lot more than other movies. And we've done a lot of movies from the 90s and 80s, hell, 70s, yeah. so... I wasn't necessarily crazy. Like, I don't know. Part of me is like making, like, if they're making fun of torture, like the POWs, I'm kind of like, okay, this isn't hilarious. But then when Richard Crenn was like, oh. I was married, he's like twice. And the guy's like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> that was, that was really funny. That was really funny. Yay. That's that funny. Yeah. I didn't jokes. think about that at all. So, yeah. I don't know. Again, like, I, I think that's like, I, I don't know that I would have, because if, under ordinary circumstances, if I were to watch this movie, I would be drunk. It would be like 11 or 12 at night. And it would just kind of be on the background where I play around with my phone. I look up every now and go, huh. you know, and I wouldn't be very <laughs> critical of it. And I probably wouldn't have not, that none of this shit would have occurred to me, but like I'm, I'm sitting down, like I'm paying sole attention to it. I got a fucking pen and paper, which again, I was not leaning too heavily on, but still like if something, you know, I'm just, I got to come to the, to the show with something to say. Other than, no, this part was funny, this part wasn't funny. That's all I was able to do anyway. So, <laughs> fuck it. <laughs> uh, Hillary Rod Was that funny? Did you laugh? <laughs> no, no, I did not. Not funny at all. Funny. No. Yeah, it's uh, it really is like, is this funny or not? And like, is it cringy or not? Uh, it's actually not that, you know, for going heavily into what they do, 
for this film, and it's being focused so heavily on Saddam Hussein in Iraq as a big target at the time. Yeah, it's actually not that bad. Um, it could have been a lot worse, actually. Yeah, for the era, it could have been, and the subject matter, it could have been a whole lot worse. Yeah, which is strange. I'm actually surprised by that because I was expecting to have that be like kind of a big focal point of our discussion, but it really isn't. It also wasn't. I mean, there's like some sexual stuff in there too, but like there was like you could show this to. Well, I don't know if you want to show it to kids, but you can show this to like a 12 or 13 year old still today, like to a, like a, a tween. Yeah, uh, absolutely. St- st- they can still handle it. It's still, and, that, and that's pretty much who it's geared towards in the first place is, you know, young boys, right? Like this isn't. Oh yeah. Most, well, it's yeah. a Rambo. Yeah. It's a Rambo spoof. So immediately it's drawing in there and with yeah. the first one was based on Top Gun. So it's like action, macho male. Yeah. action movie. Action movie spoofs. That's, they throw in the lady in the tramp to try to bring other people in. I don't know. <laughs> I'm not really yeah, sure. That was, I mean, it wasn't topical either because that's like at the, even at that point it would have been like 40 years old or something. Yeah, look how old we are. The people who are making this, look how old we are. We're doing lady in the tramp bits. So, well, there yeah. was a few moments like that too. I mean, like it felt like there was some kind of like um, references that I wasn't getting to maybe things from the 20s. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, uh, the name of uh, Frederick Sykes, the one-armed man, is Andres Katsoulis. He was a Greek-American, and he died in 2006, so farewell. And who did Andres he play in... Uh, Katsoulis. I still can find the uh, title of his character, which is incredible because... I'm convinced uh, it was the Omar Sharif guy. I'm, I really think it was him. Oh, it was... Oh, God. What? What do you guys think is? <laughs> it's... It's roughshod, but roughshod, R-U-F-S-H-A-A-D. Roughshod. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Clever. Ha ha. (laughs) Family guy. Ha ha. Hmm. All right. Well, I think, uh, yeah, that's (laughs) about does it. (laughs) Did a pretty good job, actually. Not bad. You know. Blood from a stone. Blood from a stone. <laughs> so uh, this would be uh, me and Travis. We'll close it out. Decide whether it holds up or not, which is a dubious term for this movie, possibly. I picked it, so I'll go first. I thought it was kind of a drag. Uh, I didn't. I had some great laughs. I'll, the laughs I mentioned on the show. This type of movie I'd like to watch maybe with other people and really just soak it in in a stupid moment. Uh, watching it alone, it was... You know, it was funny at times, but it was also kind of like, eh, it's just kind of drags. Especially some of the stuff that's just been there, done that. Or maybe I've seen it too many times and I know what's going to happen. I, that could be a price you pay when you watch a movie a lot. But it has enough jokes in it for me that I'm going to say it holds up because I had a good time with it. Even if it did drag a little bit more than it ever did. Still had a few laughs and enough to get it over the hump for me. It holds up. All right. So I had not seen it. I mean, I, I'm sure I saw it once or twice after theaters, but not many times. Because I remember as a kid being disappointed in theaters. I'd be like, well, that wasn't nearly as funny as the first one. Um, as I said, I laughed many times, like five or six times, which is not bad for a comedy. It's not terrible. There wasn't a lot of guffaws, but still, I laughed. So it's not like worthless. That said, my final note that I made to myself was an hour and 28 minutes equals eternity. 
This is not a movie, like you said, this is a movie, <laughs> this is not a movie to sit down one dude by himself, approaching it kind of critically, whether he means to or not. That's not what this is for. This is like to throw on like end of the night or at a party or something. This is not like, it's so, <laughs> I fucking hated it. I hated it. I mean, I laughed. I was amused in a few places, but the, but the time it took be- between jokes felt interminable. I, I did not care for the, for the film. I got to say it didn't hold up for me. The book was better. Uh, the book was way better, I'm sure. The uh, novelization of the movie, though, you know, because it's not based on a book. Read, read the <laughs> novelization. <laughs> there you go. Hot Shots Pod. Still got some laughs for me. Travis is ready to move forth. And in that respect, uh, Travis is going to pick a movie for us for next week. What me and Travis are going to do, right? Yes. All right. So uh, I've had this one in mind for quite some time. Um, like you, Mike, I, I do really respect you picking both something that was our first, well, our second sequel, because we did, had done Thor Ragnarok, but still a sequel. We haven't done, we haven't done many of those. And it is our first, it, uh, Hot Shots was our first parody or Hot Shots part de was our first parody film. And I, I like the diversification of our, you know, we got so many kind of, we got so many episodes we should explore more. And something that has irked me, and I've said it before in the show about our show is that we don't give proper respect to animation as a medium. So um, I'm, I've picked an animated film. We are going to go back to the year 1997, the Studio Ghibli film from Hayao Miyazaki. We're going to watch Princess Mononoke. Okay. Well, I've heard all the talk in the world about this fucker. So yep, time, for you to, time watch to watch it. Yeah. Time, <laughs> time to watch it. I almost oh. went with Spirited Away, but I feel like that's pretty much a given uh it holds up, but I wasn't. Most of them, I'm not sure what you're going to say, so I went with the less obvious choice, I guess, of Princess Mononoke. Who picked the Iron Giant? That was me. Yeah. Okay. So that's you're, you're only, trying to. Sh- that's the only yeah. animated film that we've done. So. Well, I enjoyed the Iron Giant. So, and people and wanted, love Princess Mononoke. So. And I want to bring in more international film too. Although in this case, I feel like we can watch the uh, English dub version. We, they had uh, Billy Bob Thornton and Minnie Driver and Claire Danes and some other folks in there. So it's it's well done. It's worth it's worth it's worth watching the English dub. But I, I I'll bring a different international film, live action film in the near future. Okay. Well, there you go, folks. That's what we're gonna do next week. Princess Mononoke with. Yep. Myself and Travis, the two of us. Just the uh, two of us. That's right. Eric, we miss you, buddy. Hope you're doing well if you made it this far. And we love you. We miss you. Come back to our show. Don't leave us. That's right. <laughs> CinemaNinePod at gmail.com. Anything struck you today? You Maybe you're pissed about something or, you know, we're switching things up around here. This could be a surprise to some of you. We're not live. Uh, we've cut out some things. We're just kind of diving into stuff. Well, let us know what you think. Tell us things. CinemaNinePod at gmail.com. Does that sound good? Sounds good to me, sir. Okay. All right. Thanks, everybody. For Travis, I'm Michael. We'll uh, catch you next time. War. It's fantastic. Fluid of siding. 10-year guarantee.